Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. Our sponsor for this first half of our segment is Odd Moe's Pizza. They even deliver. Which is really nice with this cold, you, wet weather. So like someone like me who's not feeling the best today, I'm going to go home and I'm going to order Odmo's pizza so I can just lounge on my couch all day long and eat amazing, yummy pizza and pasta and desserts and all of the things. All of the things. So thank you, Odmo's pizza. You guys are absolutely amazing. And we appreciate you. Thank and, you, Mike. And we have a guest that's actually calling in today. Yes, we do. Jill, are you with us? Hello. So just so the listeners know, where where are you at? Where do you live at, Jill? I live in the, the thriving metropolis of Gaston, Oregon, population about 800 the last I checked. Okay. Ooh, it's a small little town. So what's the next mm-hmm. closest town that they would recognize? Forest Grove is about six or eight miles to the north, and Newburgh is to the south about probably 10 or 15 miles. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, there's some really fun stories we're going to get into with, you know, my relationship with Jill and how we've known each other over the years. But uh, we just wanted to welcome you to the show, Jill. Thank you. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Well, we always like to start with recapping the previous week, Jill. Uh, last week, we had the person who actually sponsors the second half of our show with us. Marianne McNally was with us. Mm-hmm. Any any thoughts coming to you with what you remember about uh, Marianne being with us? Yeah, so she was, we were, we touched on her dad's story a lot. And I think what I pulled the most out from it is that when Marianne was talking about her dad's story and all that he's gone through and all, um, the reunions and meeting up and the gatherings is, and then her getting diagnosed with her cancer is that if my dad could go through all that he went through, yeah, then I've got this. Right. I've got this. Yeah, And so it was just inspiring seeing her look up to her dad as such a hero with everything that he went through and using that as a strength and a tool to help her get through what she's going through. Yeah. And Jill, if you if you hadn't heard that podcast, one of the things that caught my attention was so her dad was part of the band and brothers. That's the TV series about that. And he was part of Easy Company. They parachuted in behind enemy lines there on D-Day. Uh, he was instrumental in helping as they liberated France. Then his company heads north. They're in this nice warm house in the Netherlands. And they get this call that the Germans are headed up through Belgium. And Easy Company huh. with no winter clothes, not prepared at all for that horrible, horrible cold winter. Coldest to this day. Coldest December to this day. Yeah, 80 years later, still the coldest winter on record. And he was there at the Battle of the Bulge. Wow. Marianne's dad was. And the one that really caught my attention was they're in this forest. They're really tall, skinny trees. And it's so cold that the trees are, like, literally frozen. They don't have winter clothes on, so the guys are freezing to death. They're trying to dig foxholes in this frozen dirt. Trying, yeah. Yeah. And the Germans are shooting. They're they're called... um, 88 millimeter, I think that's the right term, but they're these huge bombs that they're, they're designed to blow up on impact. So the bombs would uh. hit the trees and blow up, and then the trees would blow up as well because they're frozen, and the trees became weapons because they were literally shrapnel falling down on these, these guys uh. in this forest. 
Um, and How her, awful. I know, I know. And her dad survived that. Mm-hmm. And she told a story about this paper that he got after he graduated from flight school. 200 guys roughly on this piece of paper. And if they were killed in action, he would write K-I-A over their face. And if they were wounded of any nature, he put S-W, seriously wounded. And of those 200, about 6 or 10 were, were not killed or wounded during World War II. And her dad was one of those. Mm-hmm. And he had the guilt those of it. Those are not good odds. Not good mm-hmm. odds. So we, we really appreciate Marianne. She has been a financial so sponsor of this show for almost a year now mm-hmm. um, and been on and on here with us to talk about it. Yeah. Her strength alone is remarkable. Yeah. So that was last week's wow. show, Jill. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that we've been doing is going through this magazine I found. It's a Time magazine. It's a special edition. 100 Disease-Fighting Foods. And the food that we're on right now is Brazil nuts. Oh. Didn't know that was a thing. I know, right? <laughs> no. Like, these nuts are a stellar source of antioxidant mineral called selenium. Okay. There's research showing that selenium helps protect against prostate cancer. So for all those guys out there, just eat a few more Brazil nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, other studies suggest that this snack may reduce your blood sugar and bad cholesterol levels. It's actually really beneficial. Wow. So there you go. Yeah, that's the superfood. It's a superfood. Brazil nuts. Who would have thought? Well, and I happen to like Brazil nuts. A lot of people don't. So pass the, pass the Brazil nuts. Yeah. Well, oh, I, yes, I, I I've know seen what, those before. I know what's uh, coming Jill's way at any of these Christmas parties. Those are those ones that are really hard to crack. <laughs> they are really hard. To, they have a very hard shell on the outside of them. Now that I see the picture of them, it's like, oh, yes, you, you're you the one that always sits in the bowl because you can't open them. <laughs> now you recognize them, don't you? <laughs> well, the other thing that we've been doing, Jill, is kind of giving the listeners an update, and I know this is going to be a fun one for Jill to weigh in on. It's it's official. Next summer, June 29th, is World Beat, which they hold every single year here in town. I don't know how many years they've been doing it, but it's a big celebration of cultures at Riverfront Park. And every year in the past, there's always a competitive dragon boat race. Except this year, four charities are having a competitive charity dragon boat race. So Liberty House, which is child abuse prevention, um, Paralyzed Veterans, United Way, and Cancer will be filling a boat up with people that are going to basically help some raise the money to be on the boat. Mm -hmm. And I know Jill's going to be on my boat. Oh, because you've done you this, be- you've done this before, right, Jill? I was a dragon boater for nine years. Okay. On the on the the Willamette in Portland, Oregon, we would practice uh, weekly, twice a week. It's it's been a while; I can't remember. And there's there's a big race in these big heavy boats in June for the Rose Festival. And then there are other races throughout the world, really, in these smaller boats. And we would we would participate in the Salem uh, World Beat races every year. So you've been in this one that we're talking about. I have indeed. Nice. That's awesome. Well, um, <laughs> for those like for me personally, I haven't been on a dragon boat. Um, somehow, I'm not sure even how this happened, but apparently, I'm the captain of the Kicking Cancer <laughs> Dragon Boat. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm trying to gather together 22 people that would like to be on the boat. <laughs> 
Okay. There's 20 in the boat plus two alternates. But I've never done this, Jill. So can you give us a little idea of what did I get myself into? (laughs) Well, so in the boats that we'll be using in Salem, you will be sitting two people abreast, so 10 rows of two people paddling. You'll be on the right or the left. And it's a short race. Once the gun or whatever goes off, it's probably only going to be two or three minutes. And the big, the important thing, sure, you're going to paddle like hell. I hope I can say that on the radio. You already did. You already did. (laughs) (laughs) But the more important than paddling like hell is being in time with the other people on the boat. And so in a perfect world, it's like every paddle goes in the water at the same moment, pulls, and comes out at the same moment. And that's where you get your strength. That's where you win. I don't know if it's about winning. I think it's more about camaraderie and being together, but you want to win too. Oh, yeah. Well, and for those that have followed Kicking Cancer over the years, um, I have found lots of ways to not say the word ass. <laughs> like we have a golf tournament called Kicking Cancer on the grass, right? Right. And uh, <laughs> the, the shirt we're all going to wear is going to have a dragon boat. And behind it is going to be the donkey, like he's water skiing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to say dragon, D-R-A-G-G-I-N. So we're dragon, our at symbol, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> Across the water? <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're dragging our ass down the Willamette. That's what our sh- But we're not going to actually have the word ass on there. Right. At symbol, dollar sign, dollar sign. Perfect. Because <laughs> it's a fundraiser. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> So anyone that's listening that wants to be on our boat, just email Amanda. At Amanda at KSLM.news. And the first one to email gets us sitting next to Amanda on the boat. Oh, we'll check that out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the biggest reason I wanted Jill to join us is this idea for kicking cancer came to me way back in 2018. It was actually July of 18 when Brenda flew back up, and we went to the bank with $25 and started a little checking account. Um, And I'd been doing it for about three months, not as a nonprofit, right? Kind of talking like I was. And I had this good friend who he, you know, very wisely said, if you want to do what you're trying to do, you need to be a 501c3. So we went through the process, we formed a board of directors, and he says, now we really need to have a CFO. And I had met Jill about 10 years before that, about six before that, uh, through a Toastmasters group, and I knew that she did that kind of stuff. So I called Jill and asked if she would be our CFO. Okay. What are your memories of, you know, six years ago, Jill? <laughs> well... You you brought up to me yesterday that at at some point in these early conversations I said I don't know Brenda why should I care? <laughs> and, I, she, you did and, say that, <laughs> and that sounds pretty harsh. But what I was really saying, and Brent Baron is so great at hearing what I'm really saying, was you've got to make this about more than Brenda because it is about more than Brenda. It's about all the people who are fighting cancer and. And Baron has done just an amazing job of just that, of making Kicking Cancer an organization that exists for really all of us, 
because we all either are at risk for cancer, have had cancer, or love someone who's had cancer. So it's really about all of us, and he's done a great job of that. And, and my other memory go ahead, go ahead, is the go back ahead, Jill, of the envelope ahead. accounting. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to share that story. That's actually pretty funny. Go ahead, Jill. <laughs> well, he, he'd had his $25, but, it, you know, Barron is a lot of things, but he's not an accountant. But he was doing his best, and he showed me this piece of paper. I don't think it was quite an envelope, but it kind of looked like the back of an envelope where he had he would sort of he had sort of written down the the few transactions that had taken place for this little organization and showed me his accounting and I'm like okay I think I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not too far off. It was literally I I knew I mean I knew very little about accounting, but I knew that I needed to account for what money came in mm-hmm. and what money went out. And so I had this really basic spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jill's like, "Okay, well, let me see if I can help you guys out. Because <laughs> this doesn't work. This is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, the other thing I thought would be interesting, and, and Jill, uh, we've often, I brought these shocking statistics. Amanda always likes when I bring some shocking mm-hmm. statistics. <clears throat> so I went back and found the number of new cases of cancer since we started doing this. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> and this was kind of shocking even for me. Mm-hmm. The very first year, 2018... 1,735,350 Americans Jeez. were diagnosed with cancer. Those are new cases, right? Then in 2019, there was another 1.7 million. 2020, there was another 1.8 million. 2021, there was a 1.19 million. Mm. Last year was one point, another 1.9 million. And this year, just shy of 2 million. So it's just a steady up climb. Yep. So co- uh. collectively, over the six years since we started doing this, 11,062,700 Americans have gotten cancer. Wow. Have been diagnosed. Yeah. That's and, heartbreaking. And those big numbers are just big numbers. They're hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, absolutely. So just to put a little bit of perspective, if you took every single person lived in Washington and every single person lived in Oregon, that's 2 million people. Wow. The entire state of Washington and Oregon, almost, got cancer over the six years since we started doing this. Holy, holy smokes. That is a, a, a way to put it into perspective like that. So Washington and Oregon equal out to be almost 11 million? 12, 12.1 million people. Okay. So, wow. So both states just both states. done are diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Wow. Jill, I know that over the years, because Jill was on our staff from day one as our CFO, did our accounting, helped keep the numbers in line, got rid of that whole accounting system that I had. You got us a much better accounting system. And about (laughs) two years ago, a spot came open on the board, and we looked at Jill and said, how do you feel about being on the board as the treasurer? And so she's actually now helping with policy, helping with direction of the organization. Okay. What are some of your big memories, Jill, over the last five or six years? Well, I remember when I first joined the board, um, the we we didn't have the right board, I'm going to say. We didn't have the dedication. We, we had people that were not showing up to meetings. And over the years, 
we have really turned that around, and we've got a very dedicated board now that really shows up just not not just shows up in person but really shows up to really do some do some good we've got different assignments so everybody on the board has a specific role and they're not just on the board and so when we get together there's a really good energy and we're we're really all all in on helping people with cancer and helping people to avoid cancer um I like to say that we're not going to stamp out cancer. We're not a research organization. There are smarter people than us trying to do that. We're just trying to make things better and more survivable for the people who have really been impacted. Yeah, that is very well said. See, that's we met through Toastmasters. You can see that she's very good at this. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, there was something that you just said, Jill, that, that I... I did some research for this upcoming honoring evening, which Amanda will be at every year. We bring mm-hmm. the honorees together in January. And I thought I would try to give the people in that at that meeting a little perspective on what's happened over the last five years. And for the first for the first four years, we gifted, in other words, money came in through these go team programs and then we gifted back to the person a certain amount of money. And for those first few years, as I was trying to this basically alone because it wasn't a working board each year it was between 10 and $15,000 but then Jill said that we made a decision to work together more this year 2023 we gifted $56,000 wow that's how much difference it made by working together versus yeah. just me by myself out there right and over that period of time and it's just all gone right back into our community $90,000 that this organization has gifted back to people fighting cancer. Wow. That's amazing. That's kind of cool. Well, and I think it's, a, it's important to note that this isn't purely donations that people have made to kicking cancer. These, these miracles have been from the friends and family of the Go Team honorees getting together, putting on events. And it's the donations to those events that have turned into these these monies that we've been able to give back into the community. Yeah. Like if we do, for example, the golf tournament every year, mm-hmm. that's our way of self-funding our administrative cost. We right. do have an attorney. We do have insurance, right? So we do a golf tournament so that we as an organization can self-fund our administrative cost. Mm-hmm. And people make donations to help with other things like our Pathways program. But the money I talked about was because, like Jill said, the people come together to help their friend. Yep. And then once all the money comes in, then we write a check back to the friend. And $90,000, I'm pretty proud of that number. You, as you should be. <laughs> That's a lot of money that we've been able to get back to this community. Yeah. So um, Every bit makes a difference, I promise. It does. Well, I'll tell you, Jill, one of my favorite memories is we had done the first Warrior Dash for Brenda in 2018. And the next year, oh, yeah. the next year, we said, "Why don't we all get muddy for Michael?" And and Jill said, "You know what? I think I'm going to come do that with you guys." Except you, you did it side by side with Brenda the whole time, didn't you? Yeah, and it, it was a, a moment of weakness when I decided to do. That. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into, but what the the real gem of all of that was getting to know Brenda better because we just yacked 
the whole time as we were doing that course. And she encouraged me in the, the points where I didn't think I could do it. And again, it's a three-mile course with 12 obstacles. It's not a Spartan. It's not as hard as a Spartan. But if you've done anything like that, it's still hard. Right. Right? And, of course, yeah. the very last it's obstacle is just a big pit of mud. Um, and I, I remember, Jill, when we all came out of that, we are just covered in mud. And here's Michael just beaming as these people are coming out because we all got muddy for Michael. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I remember, and again, Jill heard what I was trying to say when, when she said, you know, why should I care? I don't know Brenda. Mm-hmm. It, it was, she was trying to tell me it's got to be something bigger than Brenda for us to do what we're trying to do. But then she met Brenda and went through this three-mile course. And then all of a sudden she's like, I get what you guys are trying to do because yeah. she saw Brenda at a little different level. Absolutely. That was a – Well, and, and I, I one other gem that I got out of that was – what a special relationship Brenda and Baron have. It's really, really a, a very heartwarming relationship. There's a slide at the end that you go down that dumps you into that big <laughs> mud puddle. And Brenda and Baron held hands as they went down that slide. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fun event that, you know, I did the, the very first go team was Brenda. And mm-hmm. literally, we were going to do this together, and then it was ne- that was it. We were going to call it quits. Right. Who but knew I, it would flourish? Who knew it would flourish into this? You know, we got all done. I said, well, that was a lot of fun. Who else can we help? Right. And so we helped one more person and one more person. And now we've helped 28 different GO teams. That's phenomenal. With Brenda being the first GO team. What you're saying, um, each one teach one? Each one teach. Save yourself, then each one teach one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oh. you put it forward with each team and you in like with all of your go teams and you, you have a huge impact on them, which I think in then churns, they push that outwards even more and more and more. So your reach goes so much farther than you realize because of just how special and unique you and Brenda both are oh, and what you. you're doing. Absolutely. Well, I, I know that we had been, we had done several go teams and this was before Jill was on the board, but she knows Laura, who was the president of the board at the time. Um, and Laura looked at me and she said, we have to find a better system to determine go teams, right? Whatever pulls on Baron's heartstrings isn't a good duplicatable thing in the future. <laughs> Just because mm-hmm. I feel bad doesn't mean we go do these. And so there's actually a button on our website now that you actually request a go team. Mm-hmm. Except I got a request the other day from Indiana. Really? And I got a request from Georgia. And then I have to respond and go, we love you dearly. We are not in Indiana, and these do not work. You know, like you have to, one yeah. day we would love to be in Indiana, but we're not. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting that they're actually finding us, and they're saying, can you help my friend right. who lives in Indiana? Yeah. It's hard, though, because you have to be so hands-on. It has got to be a local person that you're helping more so when you do a GO team, correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But we have figured yeah. out how to create chapters. We have yep. our first one, and so this is still a viable possibility. Oh, absolutely. So, I, it is. It will be in yeah. the future. Well, we'll get a little bit of that in the second half of the show. we got about another, um, about another minute and a half or so, Jill. Any other big memories for you over the, this last five years? Hmm. Boy, <laughs> the Warrior Dash is really the, uh, the, big, the big one. That was quite an experience. That was a great I experience. I did not feel up to the Spartan, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Spartan is definitely a whole different creature you have to train a little Did you train for, for the uh, Mud Dash? 
Well, um, I always try to be pretty active, and and so I didn't do anything special for that. Okay. And a lot of the obstacles are, are no big deal, and uh, there there was one that I struggled with and didn't end up doing, and that's the 12, I think it's a 12-foot high wall. Oh, my. And Baron struggled with it, but doggone it, he finally got over that thing. Brenda was up and over, no big deal. Of course she was. And yeah. you get to the top, <laughs> and you actually have to put all your weight on one foot as the other leg is going over so you can go back down the other side. Mm-hmm. And I was just having trouble getting my balance. Um, and Jill did a great job of getting up, and then she realized, yeah, I mean, she came back down again, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Absolutely. You know, there's no penalty for not doing it. Know but, your limits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Brenda, Brenda was a great encouragement. Though. And I do remember there was this wall, this kind of a an angled wall, Jill, that wasn't 12 feet. It was more like six or seven feet. And there was this moment of victory in your face when you got over that wall. Yeah. She was like, yes. I did it. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to give a huge shout-out to our sponsor for this first half, which is Oddmo's Pizza. You guys definitely go down there. Get I highly recommend the Green Monster Cauliflower Crust Add Chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> and then the Tusumi? Tusumi? Teramisu. 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 Teramisu dessert. Treat yourself on this Saturday. We'll be right back, you guys. Stay tuned. 